Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Are Limerick men wearing enough or even more makeup than they used to? Well, one of our next guests, Danny Gray, is uh, the founder of an Irish makeup for men brand called War Paint Makeup. And uh, also joined on the line this morning by Ryan Hanton, who is a local drag queen, to discuss all this uh, a bit more. Good morning uh, to you. Um, Danny, you're certainly putting it up in lights by calling it war paint makeup. Tell us more about it. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. So I founded the brand back in November 2018 when we launched. Uh, and the reason I did that is because I got bullied in my middle school because of my appearance and my ears were right angles to my head. Um, and it affected me so much that I suffer with body dysmorphia, so, which is a mental illness about your... You, um, I'm very conscious about your appearance. So growing up, through my teenage years, I started getting spots like a lot of men. Turned to my sister, she gave me a bit of concealer, and I, honestly, I couldn't believe the power, the impact of simple products could have. So I've been wearing makeup for the last 20 years. Um, right, well, just explain to me then, I mean, when you say the power and the impact that just that little bit of concealer had for you. Yeah, well, just, just for someone who was really conscious about those spots and... You know, I wouldn't even go out of the house. Um, and then just to know and to use a product as simple as concealer, how easy it was to apply, it literally gave me confidence that was missing. And for me, that I just honestly can believe that a product could do something as simply and as effective as it has. So that's maybe where makeup for the last, last 20 years. And, and Danny, did people notice that bit of concealer? No, for the last, honestly, I've been wearing makeup for 20 years, literally every day, and there's never been an occasion when anyone's ever stopped me. They might, they might have seen it on me, but they've never mentioned it. And I think with Warpaint, the way I've approached it, it's really simple products using a very simple way to even out your skin tone and to give you confidence. And why have you called it Warpaint makeup? <laughs> Good question. So uh, about eight years ago, um, I was watching a TV program, I can't remember what it was, and a woman actually used it as slang. I'm going to put my Warpaint on, so... If you look in the English dictionary, it's actually a slang for makeup. So for me, I just really loved the way uh, she said it. Um, and it was, it was stuck on my head for the last eight years and decided to call the brand it when I launched it. And do you think it'll appeal to men because it's called war paint? Um, I don't, I, well, I like the name. So hopefully, it, it, you know, it can resonate with some guys as well. Um, but yeah, that, that was the, the thing behind it. And, and you mentioned, you know, 20 years of wearing makeup yourself. I mean, do you think that men's attitude to makeup in general has changed a lot in those two decades? Well, incredibly. If you, if you look 20 years ago, moisturising wasn't even a thing, really, amongst uh, general men. And for the last 20 years, that evolved. But look, men who moisturise now, the majority of men moisturise, they don't do it because they to live another 10 years to prolong their life. They do it because they see the impact on what it makes on the skin, makes it even and less wrinkles, less blemishes, and that gives them confidence. You know, that's why men are doing it. So for me, the next natural evolution is just to use a bit of makeup to cover up those imperfections and blemishes just for confidence and just for men to do it for themselves, not for other people. You know, that's what we're about with Wolfgang. It's all about confidence for, for men who might have an issue with some things and felt they, they weren't, didn't have any way to turn. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, we're chatting to Danny Gray, who's the founder of this makeup uh, for men brand called War Paint Makeup. And as I mentioned, Ryan Hanton, who's a, a local drag queen, uh, former student at the University of Limerick, uh, also with us. Um, uh, Ryan, uh, tell us a little about your makeup uh, life and experience. Um, well, I suppose, um, not to be too much of a Debbie Downer, but I almost have almost the inverse or reverse experience of Danny in that I think I got bullied and I got um, ridiculed for wearing makeup rather than the reverse. Now, obviously, I didn't have um, lots of blemishes or things to cover up. That sounds like a real humble brag, but I'm just trying to tell the story, I promise. Um, But basically, like, I think I ended up going into drag because it was almost more socially acceptable to wear makeup in that context Um, than to wear makeup as a man. It was almost more acceptable to wear makeup to try and emulate a woman or to be almost a cartoon or something else of that nature uh, rather than to wear makeup as a man. I, to this day, still feel tremendously self-conscious going out of the house with makeup outside of any context other than the drag. Okay, and and talk to us then about, you know, in your day-to-day life when you first started to wear makeup and in what circumstances? Uh, Well, I suppose, I again, I started with the drag and it was kind of like a big, kind of steep learning curve. And, you know, I spent a lot of money, bought a lot of products, made a lot of mistakes before I got anywhere, um, anyway meaningful. Um, And then I suppose, you know, on days where I was particularly feeling... I don't know, particularly ugly, I suppose. I'd throw on a bit of foundation or a bit of concealer, but it was always quite experimental. Um, Like most of the makeup I wore as a man, I actually did when I went away to live abroad, um, simply because if I made mistakes or it was really obvious or it was really this, that, the other, I could really distance myself from whatever I did there because I was in another country. Um, I think... And what sort of reaction did you get out and about? I mean, I... It's a, it's a difficult question to answer in that I didn't just experiment with makeup. Like, I was showing up to college in, like, uh, six-inch thigh-high boots and a cape as well. So, like, you know, right. I, I think I think reaction was was, was, was tempered. Um, but and when you say college, do you mean during your time in UL? No, no, no. This was during Erasmus, so it would have been a university in Scotland. Right. Um, but I did, I did uh, upon occasion, wear really out-there stuff to UL and stuff as well. I think it's... And, and how how would students react in Scotland? And indeed, if, as you say, if you were wearing out their stuff, as you put it yourself, in UL, how did students in Limerick react? Um, I suppose, on the one hand, I enjoyed doing that sort of thing, and I still will try and do that sort of thing to this day, because I think by being really out there yourself, you create space for other people. So if you go in and you're decked to the nines, and you know you're wearing six jewels and a cape and you know, six feet boots. It creates this situation where other people who are maybe self-conscious about, um, you know, they wore a yellow shirt and they thought it was particularly out there and they think they're going to get all this undue attention. Suddenly you walk into the room and I know a lot of people might say, oh, you're stealing all the attention, but I don't look at it that way. I think it gives people who are making, I don't want to say lesser, but less out there choices that are still maybe out there for them. It gives them the confidence to kind of surge forward and wear what they want to wear. Yeah. Um, I do think it is useful to note as well, as far as the makeup goes, um, I would have an inclination to want this to go further. 
I think this is like a very good first step, the concealer and the foundation. Um, and I think it's certainly positive for men to get comfortable with that sort of thing. Um, but long term, I would like to see what does eyeshadow mean to a man? What does eyeliner mean to a man? What does lipstick mean to a man? Um, I think foundation and concealer, like I said, is a good start. But it's very much about correcting your appearance rather than pushing something forward or pushing a sort of artistic vision. I think a lot of the times uh, people forget makeup is like an art and makeup is like um, uh, something that's stylistic. Um, and if you're just correcting your appearance, yeah, okay, it could be said you're going for a natural look, but I would really like to see men push forward um, and kind of define what yeah. masculine makeup is. Yeah, uh, we're chatting to Ryan Hanton, a local drag queen, and Danny Gray is the founder of a makeup uh, for men brand, War Paint Makeup. Uh, Danny, what do you make then of Ryan's experience with makeup? Do you know, I can absolutely resonate with that, with what Ryan's saying. A couple of points I'd just like to pick up. I totally agree with what he's saying. So, all, all I believe in is I want to give, people should have choices, right? If you want to go out and wear whatever you want, wear whatever makeup you want, you should have a choice, not feel stereotyped or conscious about going out and wearing that makeup because it's all about confidence and it's about expressing yourself. Irish men now are wearing more fashion than they ever have before because guys like to dress up and feel good. This is, to me, is what, what it's about and it's, about being able to use a product that can give you confidence and not having to be worried about it. And this is the whole thing I've been fighting for, for the how long I've launched this brand and the stereotype and the stigma we had before about it. It just If we get rid of that, this can benefit a lot of people. Like Ryan's story, he wanted to wear makeup to make him feel better you know, and, and give him that confidence. And why shouldn't people be able to do that, especially men? Yeah. You know, let's, just, let's just forget about who, what you should wear, how you should wear it, and let people do it however they want to give them the confidence. And with all pain, all I want to do is give men a choice. And I'll tell you, Ryan, we've started with foundation, simple products, because we're trying to go for a very wide audience. We don't want to effectively scare them off, but 100% we'll be introducing at a later day, uh, colour, cosmetics, lipstick, eyeliner, because there's a market right. for it. Guys want it. Yeah, I mean, my general approach to all this is to not spend too much time looking in the mirror because the minute I do, I see all those things that you don't want to see. But uh, are you saying, Danny, um, that, you know, if I use a, a bit of concealer properly, I will definitely look better? Well, it's, do you know what? It's not just about looking better. It's about a lot of guys out there are very conscious. Like we, we One of the top search things in, for makeup for men is dark under eye circle. For getting older you get dark under eyes. And guys, it's very hard to prevent that with skincare. So you need something to cover it. But guys don't feel they have anything. 32% of our customers are over 50 years old. This isn't something that is just for young men. It's all men in terms of... But 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 isn't it also true, Danny, that generally speaking in our society, men get away with looking older for longer and, you know, are, are seen to look well and still be appealing. And I mean, you see it a lot on television. You know, you're the newscasters who seem to last a lot longer because they're men than women. Yeah, well, well that's the case. But I, I, I totally agree. With, well, I don't agree that men look better older than women. But regard, this isn't just for everyone. Not everyone's got to use makeup. But there's going to be a lot of guys out there who are feeling that. Actually, I feel a little bit insecure about my wrinkles, dark under eyes or blemishes. And let's just give them product and give them an option to use it and break down the stereotypes and then just let people decide. If they want to grow old and not use any products, they 100% do that. There's a lot of guys out there 
how I felt, how I felt, that using a product really gave me more confidence and helped me. So yeah. by breaking down the stereotype and putting it out there, I promise you it will help men in the long term rather than, than not. And- and Ryan, I mean, you're okay. You you've talked about being out there um, in terms of you know even your outfits or the makeup you wear or the experimentation you'll do mm-hmm. um, with makeup. But I mean, would you say to a, a guy um, that they can wear something maybe toned down in terms of makeup with a bit of concealer, or foundation, or whatever it is, apply it properly or have it applied properly? And they can, you know, be quite happy to walk around Limerick and for people not to remark on it. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody has to walk around like an extra from the Hunger Games. That's not what I'm advocating <laughs> for at all. Um, but um, I will say that generally, and I, I mean, I don't want to be that, you know, that one gay kid who talks about like privilege and all of that. And I know it's all very kind of whiny in all ways. But I would say that straight men in a lot of ways, I'm not undercutting what they experience. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't feel subconscious wearing makeup. But I'd say in my experience, the reason I've been self-conscious to wear makeup or the, the, most, the most pushback I've gotten from doing things has been from straight men. Um, from straight I, men? Yeah, I don't think women or uh, gay people um, are that perturbed about men wearing makeup. So I think if straight men are to receive any pushback, it'll be from other straight men. Mm. I do worry that... And, and, I mean, and what, are, what would straight men say to you? I mean, it, it, it's a conversation about homophobia. And I mean, everybody has uh, the capacity to be homophobic, I suppose. But I suppose generally what it is, is homophobia, I think, comes from a place of uh, threat and it comes from a place of people not understanding. Um, and generally, I'm not saying the whole population, it's like not all, it's like all apples are fruit, but not all fruit are apples. But generally, the homophobia I've experienced has mostly come um, for, from straight men right. um, because either they're scared that... So, you know, so it, this, this, this would be far more than, you know, a bit of a slag, this would be abuse? Um, I think it depends. I think, I think there's... I, I, I like to think that I can make um, a differentiation. I like to think that I know the difference. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's, there's things that are generally like, you know, like you say, a slag, and then there's other things that go a bit further. Um, I've not experienced any meaningful violence. I've experienced um, things approaching it at times. And I think if I was in a different setting or there was different people around, yeah, for sure, I think it could have got violent. Um, but yeah. But I mean, it's funny because I, I remember stories, you know, and, and not today or yesterday, but in the last decade or so where there'd be a bit of a slag around, you know, in rugby dressing rooms, some players were well known for wearing the tan. You know, and um, and you would imagine, is there anywhere more macho than a rugby dressing room or it might be perceived that way? A male rugby dressing room, I mean. Um, but at the same time, a lot of those players who were doing it continued to do it and said, look, lads, that's, that's the way I like to do my business, yeah, but you they, know. They have the confidence to do that because they're secure enough in themselves. I think a lot of the time as a gay person or as a woman or as a oppressed person in the presence of straight men, you don't quite have the pushback to do that. Yeah, but, but there are gay rugby players as well now. I know, I know, but even physically, I suppose, um, like, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to make out that I'm a wilting flower, but like, I mean, I'm not, you know, built at all. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to take on a rugby player. And I think it's useful to understand that even if you go back to the drag, I received pushback for doing that. You know, when I started drag, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, why are you doing that? Do you want to be a woman? Um, you know, what's this about? 
Um, whereas, uh, particularly in the UK, when a straight man gets in drag or wants to do that, it's it's all hilarious and it's all like, oh, isn't he a mad lad? And it's all about perception and how things are received. I think straight men have a have the ability and the privilege to take things from the gay community and from women and take what parts they like of it, use them, and then not necessarily uh, pay homage to where it came from or even um, acknowledge that historically they've been the one um, giving people yeah. crap for well, 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 wearing I mean, those things. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, high heels were first worn by men, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, Danny, finally, you know, it's worth remembering that it's not that long ago where people would say, oh, you know, what are men doing wearing moisturiser? Most men do that now. So it sounds like we're on a journey, and including with your war paint makeup. Yeah, correct. And so look, we, us as a brand as well, look, we've been through that pain as well. We still go through it every day. We do get backlash about what we're trying to do. But this isn't going to change overnight. But we're just trying to make steps to make this normal, make it, you know, so that stigma isn't there. And this is what Brian talked about doesn't happen. You know, we launched, we've launched all over the UK, which is we just launched in Ireland, we launched in Japan, Australia, Germany. These are the steps that are going to make the difference. So eventually, in three, four years' time, I promise you, men's makeup will just be, okay, yeah, well, they use a bit of makeup. And I've seen that narrative change in the last five years dramatically. So five years ago, I wouldn't have mentioned about wearing makeup only my close friends knew about it. Now, I very openly talk about it. And by putting it in retail, putting it in mass, and putting it in front of people's faces, I promise you, we did it in John Lewis. I had the first ever men's makeup counter in the world in there. You know, it was a very nervous time for me. And the people, we got so much traction. And the reaction of guys, you know, the average shopper, shopper in John Lewis is 48, were coming up going, oh, well, okay, well, it's a thing now. I always knew it was always about, okay, can I, can I can you show me some product? This is what's going to make it change. I promise you, if we put it in retail, and we're just, we're just about to launch, okay. we launched uh, Evident Brown Thomas and Arnott. Huh. And they're thought leaders in it as well, and right. helping us do that. Yeah, Brown Thomas, absolutely here in uh, Limerick. Okay, well, listen, thank you both very much. It was a really interesting conversation, and uh, Ryan did enjoy that expression you used earlier—a humble brag. I thought it was a good one. Uh, th- thank you very much, uh, Ryan Hanton, for uh, joining us, a former student uh, at UL and uh, drag queen in these parts, and Danny Gray, founder of a makeup brand uh, for men called War Paint Makeup, which is available in Ireland now. Limerick today with Joe Nash on live. 95.